Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And I'm Mike. Mike? Yes. Why do you always leave such a pregnant pause before saying your your name at the beginning of our podcast? Uh, it's kind of a thing. You know, maybe a lot of times it's probably because I'm deciding whether I want to say something absolutely ridiculous or surprise you and not do that or, uh, you know, sing maybe. I don't know. You know, hmm. just always, there's always, I like to leave that little bit of a possibility open first for just a split second for me to decide whether I want to, uh, whether I want to add some flair, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. 13, so I, 13 to 15 pieces of flair. That's, that's the norm. One of my pieces of flair is um, a big circular ring made out of silly putty that I wear on my forehead. Nice. I've seen that before. Yeah. And sometimes and it leaves when, a mark. When people ask, yeah. yeah, when people ask why I, do, why I have that, I say it's to draw attention to my third eye. Duh. I want people to be aware of my third eye so that my third eye can open all, ever wider. You made me think it's of like third a, eye blind. Do, 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 I thought of... Do, 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 yeah. Do, do. Wasn't that them? Yep. Yeah, I, I saw... I didn't mean to it to have this happen to me, but I did see them live. <laughs> how, do you, how do you not mean to go to a live concert? That's what I need to know here. Well, okay, so it was it was like a it was like one of those uh, big festivals. It was the HF Festival in 1998 in okay. uh, Washington D.C. and where was it in Maryland? I think it was in Maryland. And uh, yeah, they were one of the many acts that played that day, like Deftones and and uh, Bloodhound Gang and. Um, filter and wow, yeah, really shit tons into of the bands. 90s here, yeah. Oh yeah, shit, ton, shit tons of bands, and and that was one of them. Yeah, Third Eye Blind. Okay, I, I can I can give you that that could be an accidental Third Eye Blind uh, listening sesh, because uh, like you just you never struck me as a Third Eye Blind kind of a guy. The name, the fact that the not. name just pops into my head every time I hear somebody say Third Eye. Is annoying enough. <laughs> it's like There's one of those things. Yeah, so many band names that somebody will say one word and I'll be like, oh, dude. If you said Bloodhound, I would definitely think of the Bloodhound Gang every time. Yeah. I got to be honest, though. When people say something about a filter, I don't automatically think of that band. But they were also pretty pretty awesome, too. So yeah. they, oh, they, yeah. they, they ride on their own merit. They don't have to be word association for my brain. They're still pretty good, although they can get kind of corny. Some of their music's a little corny. I think the, uh, what's his name, Henry Patrick or whatever his name is, mm. uh, I think he's just very full of himself. I also found out that he is the brother of Robert Patrick, the guy who played the T-1000 Terminator in Terminator 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. Cool. I, actually, I actually like that guy. He's a pretty good actor. Like, he is good. wouldn't necessarily think it from the Terminator movies in and of themselves because he doesn't really have lines. He just kind of, like, he's the basis for a lot of CGI, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for me. But uh, he was on, uh, I know he was on a show that was on, like, primetime TV called Scorpion where he was part of this, like, special ops, like, uh, these people that all had special talents and above average intelligence. And he was, uh, he was really good in that. Like, he was very believable. 
So he was good on. He was good. He's a great voice actor. He's been. He's done a lot of voice acting throughout the years. Uh, I liked him in X Files. Um. And he was in Sopranos, and he was really good in Sopranos as well. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I never watched Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. good show. Good show. One of those Terrible things, ending. Like, for me, a lot of times, uh, like, uh, shows that everybody else is like, oh, dude, you got to check this shit out. I'm always like, eh. I don't know if I'm ready yet. I still I, haven't watched, uh, I still haven't watched Breaking Bad, so, you know. <laughs> I, I don't do that usually to people anymore. I don't say, oh, you've got to check this out because it annoys me when people do that to me. I just tell people about a show and decide whether or not they need to check it out. I mean, let them decide that, you know, like, yeah, if I if I, if you're surfing my wave when I'm talking about the show, and it sounds awesome to you. Hell yeah, man. I'm glad that I could bring it to your attention. But I'm more talking about the show that I'm watching right now. And if you find that interesting, great. And if that's not your cup of tea, don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. Unless someone's asking me for recommendations, then it's a different story. Then I'll be like, oh, God, well, you got to check out this. I was but just thinking, I couldn't, that, I couldn't think of the last time somebody said to me, hey, do you know any good shows to watch? <laughs> yeah. Nobody's ever like, Mike, what do you think would be good? <laughs> Like, I know, cartoons. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> it's not quite that black and white. I was just, you know, funny guy. Sure. Sure. Um, so, my story for this week, I want to take us back a little bit to the year 1996 or 97. Uh, I was working, I was about 18, 19 years old. And I was working at the Kmart in uh, real close to my house. I remember. And uh, and it was uh, in the Islander Cafe, which was Kmart's little uh, answer to. They use some. You know how like most like Targets have like a Starbucks or something or like yeah, yeah. Walmart has like a McDonald's or a Dunkin' Donuts or both. Well, they've always... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Dunkin' Donuts anymore. It's just called Dunkin' now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't quite understand that one, but... Well, basically, instead of something good like that, uh, Kmart had its own branded restaurant called the Islander Cafe. Where they got the name Islander, I'll never know. All yeah, I, I was know just going to say, was it supposed to be like an island oasis in the store where you could come and relax? Yeah, but and that have would be about a shitty the only thing that would make sense. Yeah, and have a shitty cheeseburger. So I worked. I worked in the Islander Cafe alongside a few friends, uh, and we had a blast. It was oh my god! I have so many stories about this place. Um, some of them that probably <laughs> probably would get me in trouble if I were to do them today, but. Mm. Um, some of them weren't my idea. I just was witness to them, but that doesn't make it any better. Anyway, one of my favorite things to do was to invent new um, meals and try to sell them to people. <laughs> this should have gotten me fired. I had a meal. I had a meal plan called the meal in a cone, where you could get a sugar cone, or a, like the not the waffle cone, but you know the. The the stuff that sort of tastes and feels like styrofoam. Yeah. 
Yeah. So your I can't choice think of what it's called, but yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. But one, you you have that choice. Of, you had your choice of what kind of cone, and then you could select three items from the hot bar items. Um, so you know, like on any given night, we might have like stewed tomatoes and you know. Uh, corn and 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 like you know maybe we have some some turkey and gravy or we have some spaghetti Ooh, or we have some go. mac and cheese, so you know you take three of those items at your choice and we pile them into a cone, and then we sear it shut on the griddle, and then we give it to you for ninety nine cents, and no one wanted one, but I was able to maintain a straight face while I asked people if they wanted one. <laughs> And, and it, it was like one of those things where it's like the the faces they made was so worth it. Even if it would have gotten me in trouble, it was so worth it to try. <laughs> and, and the thing is, we had we had ridiculous items that we sold, like the K-Dog. We had a thing called a K-Dog, which was a hot dog that you cut down the middle, you stuck a piece of cheese in there and then you wrapped it in a, a, a piece of bacon and you deep fried it for 45 seconds that sounds and delicious actually it was delicious but it was ridiculous because it was called the k-dog and no one could order a k-dog without fucking laughing isn't that what what britney spears ex-husband kevin federline went by he might have yeah k-dog <laughs> so he was a hot dog with cheese wrapped in bacon Makes him sound Man, delicious. I loved working in the Islander Cafe. Of all the stupid blow-off jobs I had as a kid, um, that was probably the best. I don't know that I would enjoy it as much now because I have a much stronger moral compass and work ethic than I did then. But yeah. at the time, I was like, lunch break. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make whatever the fuck I want. And I would make, like, triple cheeseburgers, and I would charge myself for it, you know what I mean? Like... Like, I would yeah. charge it honestly, but it was like I was ordering off menu. I probably could have gotten in trouble for that. I was just making whatever the fuck I felt like. I would. I invented a, a cold cut sandwich and called it the Tom, and I tried to sell that. Um, <laughs> and a couple people, a couple of people actually were like, that doesn't sound bad. But they ended up ordering a cheeseburger or a cheese steak or something like that. Oh, of but course. I had like I had like a fried egg, salami capicola sandwich. It was delicious. It was like something you'd get at Promonti Brothers. Why are we talking about food so much? Ugh. Like I'm not uh, even I know I, I ate dinner, but I'm getting hungry just from talking like this. Oh, I'm stuffed. I Always. couldn't eat a bite. Mm, you're talking about all but, the right yeah. things, though. You know. Bacon and hot dogs and mm. yeah, sounds working delicious. at the Islander Cafe was fun, but uh, eventually I guess they decided I screwed off too much, so they put me out on the floor as a, a stock clerk, and then I ended up getting fired because I took too long of a break one night. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long was well, this break? <clears throat> about twenty-five minutes. Because my seem friend. Unreasonable. Uh, my f- my friend took his lunch the same time I took my break, and we, we went to Taco Bell, which was across the street. Oh, yeah. And they saw me leave, and they're like, well, first, your break was too long, and second, you left the place during your break, which you're not allowed to do. I was like, well, I didn't know the second thing. 
and I didn't plan them. The first thing there was a line of Taco Bell. I, I'm sorry, I, you know, and they're like, "Well, you're fired." I mean, I'm sure it went a little more smoothly than that, but that was the the gist uh, of it. I feel like that's they were that's way- like the the slimmest of margins they gave you. To fuck up. They're like, if he does anything, anything, he's gone. Well, that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. I'm thinking they just wanted an excuse to get rid of me because I was a shithead, man. I, I was I was noncommittal in my answers to my bosses. I didn't get shit done. I slacked off. I did homework on the job. <laughs> I wish you were doing your homework. Yeah, well, you know. I wrote I stories. When people would call back, I worked because... I, I eventually I ended up in the seasonal department, which was also you know like in the when during the spring and summer it's the garden department, and then during the off season it sells Halloween costumes and all that shit. Christmas stuff, yeah. Christmas stuff, yeah. And I was so I was tucked back there, and uh, people would call back there, and I would answer in different accents. I'd be like, "Hey y'all, thanks for calling Kmart. What can I do for you?" Hi. I will <laughs> never. F- yeah, I will never forget the time during the Christmas season. This sweet little old lady comes up and she's looking at the treetopper angels and she's seeing how pretty they are and which wondering which one she should get and and then she starts picking them up and looking at them and stuff and she goes and she's talking to me goes, "Well, the problem is these are all made by Mexicans." And I was like, oh, that's not the problem here. Yeah, that, no, that's really not the problem here. The problem is that I'm still talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was fucked up. Did, interesting anecdote. If, okay, so last year, uh, let's say 2019, uh, Kmart had about 2,100. Uh, operations nationwide okay mm-hmm. stores and that was after having gone declaring bankruptcy sometime in the 20 the early 2010s yeah it was sad okay so yeah so would you like to venture after covid would you like to venture to guess how many kmarts are currently open as far as i know across zero. the united states <laughs> i have no idea there is a, a there is a discrete number. Take a guess. Um, thirteen. Is it like okay, way higher low. than that? No, it's thirty-four. Okay, so as that wasn't. Of, I mean, wasn't well, terribly as of off. thirty-four, that was as of what? That was as of May of twenty twenty. So that could even be lower now. Mm. Because I know the one by me, the one that I worked at, is closed. Oh, yeah. They, they took all the ones away from us around here because there was ones down in Lebanon. And the last one that I knew of that was open was the one that was down there. And we went in the one day, and I was like, man, it looks like they're closing this place down. I said to one of the employees, I was like, are they closing you guys down too? And they're like, well, not that we know of. And I'm looking around the store, and there's, like, nothing anywhere. I'm like, yeah, this looks classically like a like a business that's going to keep going and thriving as I'm, as I'm walking <laughs> around here, unable to find anything. And shit's on, like, clearance. Well, the article I read today on Forbes, the one I was just citing the, the number from, uh, said that, that those few stores that still are in operation are very scantily stocked and badly in need of work. 
Like, there's, like, flickering lights and shit, like... Yeah, I can vouch for that. It's become, like... It's become, like, a dystopian nightmare store. You know? Welcome to Costco. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Kmart. Good luck finding your way out of here after we're done with you. When I lived in Maryland, there was a, a Kmart right by our house, and it was the worst Kmart I'd ever been in. I remember one day I walked into the the toy section and it was just fucking trashed there were just <laughs> toys everywhere and there were like employees like walking through the aisles and just stepping over it and not doing a, sh- a fucking thing about it i was like what the fuck what the fuck how mismanaged is this store and then I don't remember what the problem was. I think I ordered something and it wasn't in or the thing was broken or something like that. And I had spent like an hour and a half waiting to talk to somebody. And finally this manager comes up and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not interested at all. And I'm like, dude, what is your problem? You don't seem to care. Your store is a mess. Every time I come in here, there's stuff all over the floor. You can't even give me an answer. What the hell? And he's, he just walked away. He just walked <laughs> like, the fuck away. I don't away. get paid enough for this shit. Yeah, he's like, fuck this guy. I'm not answering his questions. And this isn't like yeah, me. It's not like right. I usually call people out. But, yeah, guy didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, Kmart You made me think think of something else when it came to to the stores and things being scantily um, um, stocked in shelves and everything. And I know that COVID made a pretty large, I mean, obviously huge impact. Shouldn't even say pretty large, just a huge impact on the Uh amount of product that was available and uh, the people being available to stock the shelves and everything. And I believe that up to a certain point, but when I go to, like, the store now and they don't have anything on the shelves, I'm very suspect that somebody's just not being lazy. (laughs) And I'm just like, so you're telling me that everybody in the entire fucking world ate all of the spam and there isn't any spam (laughs) to be be uh, shelved at this point. It's like spam... Right. Cat food and like you know mason jars or something. It's always like three I, weird things that you go to the store and you can't find. Right, mason jars. I was just about to say fucking mason jars. I wanted to buy some the other week and I couldn't get any. Yeah, Sp- try finding spam. Gone. Try finding spam anywhere yeah. right now. <laughs> the only thing you can get is those little singles packets, the little foil wrapped singles. And, and and I like I like spam. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I will uh, I will chow down on like a spam burger hamburger. I've had them before and I think it's pretty good. I typically don't eat it because let's be honest, I eat enough unhealthy pork products in the a week of my life. But I oh, do sometimes feed it to my dogs. Like I'll take and heat it up and cut it up and give them a little treat, some spam and rice or something like that, you know? And I like mm-hmm. I'm saying to my dogs, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I, I can't give you that delicious treat because apparently everybody in the world is eating spam right now except for us, and they can't restock well, it fast enough. They're all stocking up their bunkers for wh- so they'll be ready for when the zombie apocalypse hits. And then they get um, in there and they realize they I, don't have one of those keys to open up a can, and they're like, no, <laughs> shaking their fists. It's fist like a Twilight. Sky. <laughs> it's a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. 
mac and or mac and cheese with spam in it is excellent as well. Also, a scalloped potatoes. That was something that my parents used to make for us when I was young, and mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of money, and it was just you know you get one of those boxes of of you know the dried the scalloped potatoes. Get one of those boxes, make a casserole, throw a can of spam in there, chunked up. Mm-hmm. Boom, you got a meal fit for an entire family. I got to say, like, and my parents never really made it. It wasn't until I was probably in my late teens, early 20s, until I had ever had Spam. And I was just like, where has this delicious, weird canned meat been all my life? Yeah, I needed all these extra nitrates in my life. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get enough sodium. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know? said no one ever. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that the one girl that I used to date, she her mom would make me just about anything I asked for when I went over. I she'd be like, "What do you want to eat?" and I'd be like, Psh, "You know, uh, a fried egg sandwich with uh, sharp cheddar cheese." And she'd be like, "Boom, there you go." I think she's the one that was the first one she made me. She'd like spam and sliced it off. Uh, lengthwise uh, and like fried it up two little sections of it and then put cheese over top of it and was like here try this you'll love it and I was like I don't know it's spam ew and then I tried it and I was like I'm gonna need some more of that please mm-hmm. <laughs> so good <laughs> so good you know um, that's why I like spam it's <laughs> spam 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 and spam 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 and spam you, you, you can't talk about spam without doing a bad impersonation of, uh, you know, Monty Python. I don't, I don't think it's possible. I think that we're legally obligated to do that. As nerds, yes. Um, I was going to say, uh, the story I was going to tell today is, is not a particularly um, um, vulgar one like I would normally tell or, or super funny, but... The side of grocery store and retail that you don't think about, I was the person, at least, I think I did it one, maybe I did it two years, that uh, this was back in the day when grocery stores and stuff closed for the holidays. And I ended up working um, a Christmas and then New Year's by myself in an empty grocery store. Like, the doors nice. were locked, I was in there by myself, and they're like, oh, go ahead and eat whatever you want, just make sure that we have, um, you know, just leave the, the UPCs for us, and we'll punch them in, and we'll pay for it, and I think I got paid, like, double time and a half to be in there on a holiday, and I worked a 12-hour shift each day, so I made some, like, at that point, I thought I was making some serious bank there, but there is very few places in the world that are as patently creepy as a fucking grocery store with 90% of the lights turned off. It was like it was like being in a zombie movie where people would show up cuz and this was, you know, back when we were teenagers and stuff, it was commonplace around at least around our area for uh, for places not to be open on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving they'd be open till like noon and they would close. And oh, like, shit, when we were kids it would close a lot of them would close at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, like Christmas and New Year's, New Year's Day. 
you know, everybody closed early Christmas Eve and were not open on Christmas Day. And New Year's Eve, they closed early. And New Year's Day, they weren't open usually. Even gas stations and shit. It was like they rolled the fucking mats up for <laughs> for uh, for 36 hours and just like, nope, nothing, nothing happening here. Yeah. But uh, I remember being... You know, and this was commonplace again, and I'm inside the store, and I'm, like, wandering around, because there wasn't really anything for me to do. They're just like, hey, we need somebody here, you know, in case, like, a fire breaks out or something like that. Like, our insurance company wants us to have somebody in the store. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. They're like, you can you can do whatever you want. Don't sleep, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's no way we could, we could tell if you did or not, because they didn't have, like, surveillance cameras or anything, really, in the store at that point. This is back in the 90s. And, uh, like, there's people showing up at the door. It would happen at least once or twice an hour. Somebody would show up at the door. The doors wouldn't open. And they'd stand there and, like, beat on the doors. <laughs> it was, like, some kind of crazy zombie apocalypse thing where, like, the zombies were outside beating on the door because they forgot to get milk or eggs or butter or something. And it just expected that, hey, there's nobody at the store. The store is locked up tight. It's dark inside. There's no cars in the parking lot. But... I bet somebody's in there just in case I need a half gallon of milk. Now, how did you react? Because my reaction if someone was banging on the wall or the door would be to go hide somewhere until they went away. Uh, I did do that, and I also very vividly (laughs) remember standing at the door going, This door's closed! There's nothing I can do. I can't even open this door if I don't have keys. I'm stuck in here! You know, like doing something similar to that and just... You know, just fucking with the people that were outside. Because I really, I really didn't have keys. I really couldn't open the door. But they probably think I was just messing with them. So they'd get really angry then. I, I was always waiting, like, afterwards for somebody to come into the store, like, the next day. And be like, where's that little punk-ass bitch that was here yesterday? And just walk up to me and just, you know, punch me right in the face. <laughs> and be like, fuck you, pal. That's what I expect you to do about it. You know? <laughs> So, another question I have about this store experience. Yes. When you were there and it was closed down, was the music still playing? No, no music. It was, like, dead-ass silent in there. I had. I can't like, decide uh, which would be creepier, actually. It was, it, it was, it was super creepy. I'm not going to lie, because cause things move... You know, whether people believe it or not, or you, you know, or you think about it, things move by themselves. Things will settle, you know, shit will fall. It just, it happens. Things happen like uh-huh. that. Believe whatever you want to believe for the reason why. Um, I'm sure none of those things get answered for us until we reach the afterlife. And then we find out that all along I've been elbow to elbow with every one of my ancestors in my bathroom while I was masturbating or something like that, you know? <laughs> and I just couldn't see them because they were on a different plane than I was. But, right. <laughs> um, uh, like, you know, noises happen and everything. And it, it was, I mean, the store wasn't really that big. It was one of the smaller grocery stores. Uh, but it was still, you know, it was still, like, super fucking creepy. That's, like, that's what I remember. Like, like, do you ever get that feeling when you're walking that somebody's behind you and you just want to run? And, you know, yes. there's nobody back there, but you still run. And it's, it was kind of like that walking through the store. I had on, I had like my, my little, uh, my Walkman Sport from back in the day. And I'm just like, God, I hope I don't run out of batteries. Like, I hope these batteries are going to last me for 12 hours. Who really thought back in the 90s, or even now, that if you put batteries into something, that it's going to fucking last for 12 hours? 
There is nothing battery powered that you can leave on for 12 hours that will not kill the batteries in that time frame. Much earlier than you expect, probably. You know? You, you still got me thinking about that horrible feeling that someone's behind you. Never do I feel have I felt that more acutely than when I was coming up the steps from the basement in my parents' house. Oh, fuck yeah. I do, in my house right now, I do it still. Yeah. Like... I close the basement door behind me, and I'm like, I want to sprint up the steps because, you know, our basement door uh, is, is at the bottom of the landing, so you don't come up the steps and then close the door. It's down at the bottom. But it's still, it still gets me. After all these years, it still creeps me out a little bit. Like, I don't it's something about stairs in general because even if it was dark completely in my downstairs and I went to go up my stairs to go up to bed, I would still feel like I needed to run. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, the cats are all calm, the dogs aren't making any noise. I know there's nothing going on, but for some reason, I get that little hitch in my giddy up, and I want to run up the fucking steps. <laughs> yeah, I'm also troubled by windows, open windows, like not open windows, but windows where the, there's no curtains in them. Yeah, seeing looking out into the darkness that troubles me because I'm always afraid I'm gonna see a face. I always I have uh, I have very sheer curtains in my in my picture windows uh, and I have two picture windows I have one that looks out the front and one that looks out the back and yeah I always like I I cringe thinking about it and like when I when I'm walking through my house at uh, like two o'clock in the morning if I were to walk through the house like even when I used to smoke and I used to walk outside I'd always think to myself God what if somebody was just like hiding over next to my vehicle and like I went to walk by and they they had a blade and they just cut my Achilles tendon and I just fell to the yeah. ground in a heap and I couldn't run <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like yeah we've all we've all watched too many horror movies. Well, I'll tell you something. When I lived in Atlanta, I went out to a friend's uh, band practice one night, and we were in um, sort of a shadier part of town, and we stopped to get cigarettes. And while I got out of the car, um, there was a McDonald's, and in between the McDonald's and the little mini mart that we were at, there was a thick shrub, like thick, right? And like this 70s dude, bush. Yeah, and this dude emerged from this thing. Goes, y'all got a dollar? And I was like, holy fucking shit, this guy's gonna kill me. <laughs> he just I would have shrieked this. like a prepubescent child and ran. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so surreal. And, and 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 my friend, my friend who has no tolerance for that kind of shit, was like, get the fuck out of here, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, oh my god, he's gonna get knifed. Oh. God. It was crazy. There was well that that one. Do you remember we went to see the movie uh, up at the like the super cheap like dollar theater the one time, and we went with the one kid that we went to school oh, with. Oh yeah. And like yep. And like oh the guys like yo can I get a couple dollars? And I'm like I really don't have any money on me. And you're like I yeah. don't have any money either. And our our one friend busts out his wallet. It was like full of bills. And it's like oh here yeah. oh it doesn't look like I have any ones. And I'm like oh my god you're gonna get us murdered too. I know he gave him like he gave him like ten bucks. Says go see that movie again. Ugh. Or something like that. And it was like it was like. <laughs> He must have had a hundred bucks in twenties, and this was in like '95. I recall, believe me, it's it's seared so into my memory. Having a hundred bucks back, yeah, having a hundred bucks back then was kind of a big deal for someone 
under the age of like 21. Yeah, because I don't remember what you did, but I made a fucking break for the door. I think you might have hung back a little bit just to make sure, but I was like, nope, I'm not even getting involved in this shit. A local man stabbed at movie theater while it's stolen. Uh, other guy with kind of longish hair and a Camaro took off like a big-ass bird. That's what the fucking headline would have said. I was sitting... Uh, actually, I was doing some chores yesterday, and a funny thought popped into my head. And I kind of want to share it with everybody, and I want to share it with you also, obviously, uh, Tommy, because this is is what we do. But have you ever thought, like, of some, like, low-rent versions of uh, family games, like family fun time things, like, uh, just for an example, like, if instead of a slip and slide, uh, being, doing it with water, instead you just throw out a tarp and put some Crisco on it. And just fucking oh. slide across it. Not necessarily the greatest idea on a hot day, because I assume that, you know, a darker tarp mixed with a light film of Crisco and the sun beating down on it may not completely have the ability to fry your skin, but I think it would probably um, cause some issues nonetheless. To quote Chris Elliott from Cabin Boy, Perhaps vegetable oil is nature's moisturizer. <laughs> I could just see you see, ending up with with uh, with back knee and everything else because you were laying on fucking Chris Crisco. Excuse me. I'm just picturing something rather than smearing the tarp down with the Crisco. I'm picturing someone just being buttered up in it. because oh, you know be fun that stuff too. comes in thick. Like it's not like a liquid. It's it's like coconut oil, where it's a solid. Oh, so, it'd be or like, like covering a yourself in Vaseline. Yeah, it's like smearing it around. There's chunks all over. Can you just Grass imagine? Clippings. <laughs> and like, it's like, all right, kids, we're gonna go and it's like, daddy, come here so daddy can smear your your Crisco on. Daddy, it smells bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. Just. Come on, quit wiggling. You're slippery. <laughs> <laughs> it will provide so, hours of family fun between the preparation, the actual using of the slide itself, and then having to clean up and, and possibly, you know, learning first aid. Right. Hours well, of family I mean, entertainment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I imagine that if you actually had a lot of money and you wanted to do it with coconut oil... Holy shit, you could be really, really, really healthy by the end of that. You, your skin would be glowing. You could also be kind of sexy about it and have your, you know, your significant other spread eagle at the other end of the slide. And, you know, I could imagine that that could not possibly end with broken genitals. Or pregnancy. Have you ever seen those videos where, like, the, uh, I don't know if it's a Caribbean thing or what it is, where they're, like, jumping out of trees and dry-humping each other and stuff like that? Yeah, it's called daggering. Yeah. It's really popular in Jamaica. That's that's exactly what I just thought of when I said that. Like, how is that (laughs) even, like, that seems like it would be terribly just painful. I, I I think. It's, it's... I think it's just about the wildness of the act. It's about being as over the top as possible, I think. That's the impression that I got with that. It's it's Ugh. like a, it's like a performance. Ah. 
It's like performance art. So, yeah, did you sure. have any? Uh, do you have any ideas for you know for some fun, terrible family games? <laughs> sure. How about hide and sleep? Hide <laughs> <laughs> and sleep. Well, exactly, is sleeping in this instance, or or can everybody sleep? Um. Well, I guess you. It depends on how much of a challenge you want. <laughs> You know, if you if you want it to be really easy, just let everyone sleep, and then let you go hump them down, and basically you just have to wait till they fall asleep, track down the source of the snoring, and there you've got them. So there's that. Or the seeker also sleeps, and that's a, that, then, that's if you don't really care about the people that you're seeking, and you just want to get away from them for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, basically everyone just goes and sleeps. Or ultimately, it's a game of hide-and-seek where they don't realize it's hide-and-sleep. Um, so everyone goes and hides, and then the seeker goes to sleep, and then the, the hiders eventually crawl out of their hiding spaces and wonder why no one has found them yet. <laughs> Hopefully after like an hour of hiding. Not like, like a Rip Van Winkle a kind of a thing. Yeah. What yeah. year is it? <laughs> I've suddenly grown a beard, if the cartoons are to be believed. Everybody grows a beard when they uh, get stuck somewhere for a while. Yeah. So, how, about, uh, how about a fun one like Connect 17? <laughs> <laughs> Take Connect 4, multiply that by 4, and add 1. <laughs> the board is like it. First of all, the board is huge. <laughs> It's, it's like the length of a fucking ping pong table. <laughs> you have to stand up to play it. And then and then the other thing is it's it, it's weird the the like the dimensions of it are unsatisfying because it's like an ov- an even it's not an even number. It, so yeah, it would have to be such a strange you. shape. Yeah. It's like yeah. 21 across by like, you know, 19 up or some crazy shit you know like it would have to yeah. purposely and, and maybe even just for just to make it a little bit more terrible uh just take and have some of them only be 17 and some of them be 23 and some of them be 19 and you know just fucking make them all different heights <laughs> and different widths it would be it, w- it would look like like you broke out a section of a brick wall that's what this game board would look like yeah uh, and maybe maybe even have like different sized um, tokens, so like different different slots to have different sized tokens. So you can only use it in certain ways if you want to add an additional <sighs> layer of difficulty. This sounds like the worst, most frustrating game. <laughs> oh would... <laughs> oh, and just to make it just to make it uh, more fun. It's it after after so many every so often randomly and completely without warning, uh, an electromagnet shuts off and all the pieces just drop out of the bottom. Well, we all it's had that relative without... or friend that used to do that when you played Connect Four. They would get oh, pissed yeah. hey, and shuffle the fun. thing on the bottom and fucking all the pieces would fall out. <laughs> well, it's oh. it's the equivalent of a table flip. Yeah. 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 Essentially. It's slightly, slightly less messy. So and you can get away about, with it without alerting your parents. <laughs> yeah. So how about poop shoots and ladders? <laughs> poop shoots and ladders. What is the 
premise? What is the premise of this game? Well, <laughs> well, so you climb up the ladder, right? And then you fall down the poop chute. Is the poop chute, uh, is it an actual chute or is it like a magical portal that'll transport you somewhere else on the, on the board? Um, it is an actual chute. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that it's made out of flesh. Oh. This is not a kid's game. It's not a kid's game. I'm going to make that clear. This is definitely for adults. But, yeah, so, yeah, you're basically teleported to a butt at some other location on the board, and then you're pooped out. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh... That is that is something. Uh, <laughs> poop shoots and ladders. The name itself, I think, would sell a million. I would I would buy a T-shirt that said "Poop shoots and ladders" on it, <laughs> and so like had I. and had like little cartoon buttholes. You know, like like you got you got to climb through that through that butthole in order to get into the chute too. Like the chute's just not open. You got to climb through. It's like a like a game of double dare where you're looking for a flag. You know. Yeah, you got to climb through a a big sphincter. You know, speaking of that, and I'm not, uh, we're in no way affiliated with, uh, with Five Below, but they do have shirts that there is an artist, and I cannot remember the guy's name, that takes, like, uh, books and games and stuff that you had as a child, and, like, makes alternate versions of them, and puts them on t-shirts, it's fucking hilarious. I nice. can't think of, I can't think of one off the top of my head besides, I think there was one that was like, it's supposed to look like a Dick and Jane book and it said like necromancing for children or something like that on it. <laughs> necromancing. And and the artwork is like in the same vein as those Dick and Jane books and everything and it's, it's funny. It's really funny. Just, I just thought of that off the top of my head. How about, and hear me out here. Hot potatoes, but with real tinfoil-covered potatoes out of the oven. Ouch. It's a second or third degree burn waiting to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. You know, especially, especially when, especially when uh, it's straight out of the oven or the grill like that. Oh, yeah. Um, wow, that sounds horrible because nothing... nothing holds on to heat like a potato does it like you you take that motherfucker out of the microwave if you microwave it or you take it out of the oven and you crack that thing open and steam just pours out like fucking lifeblood and you can walk away for 10 minutes and come back and steam's still coming off that shit you could still melt butter on top i've oftentimes wondered why back in the olden days when they had those those uh, heating things that they would use in the beds, like in colonial era, where they would put hot coals into a pan and you'd yeah, stick it under pan. your cover. Well, why no, didn't, why didn't yeah? Why didn't they put fucking potatoes in there? It probably would have worked just as well. Yeah, just heat up a <laughs> bunch of fucking potatoes and put them in your bed. I say, wife, young potatoes I... are really holding in the heat. I think that burning hot coals in your bed. Instead of hot potatoes, is probably less dangerous in terms of what's likely to cause a fire from the heat. You're I think saying, you throw a couple potatoes in your bed, and it's just like immediate fire. It's yeah, it's true. It's true. And you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself. 
I mean, transferring of the potato into the thing, you're running a danger there. And then with that lid being under the covers, you accidentally get too cold. What if you fart under the blankets? Oh, my God. A Dutch oven oh, for real. God. Man, you'll, you'll, you'll flame up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Man, that, that would be, be horrendous. That would be terrible. But any, but I digress. The real hot potatoes. I mean, that. Uh, I think it'd be it would be a fun game to, uh, to teach children about about touching hot stuff. Next time you your know, kid reaches for something at the stove when it's on, say, "I got a game that we can play." Real hot potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, "No." I'm just kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> never do that. So how about a? I was thinking of ways to spice up the game Candyland because anyone who's had a kid or whose friend has had a kid or if you have a nephew or a niece or, or you were a kid you know. or you were a kid well as an adult it's a much different experience you've played Candyland as an adult you realize what an ultimately stupid random pointless fucking game it is yeah it is it, it all it is is a cry factory. Oh, you didn't get the random color you needed. You didn't win. I'm sorry, honey. Mm. But look at that I little frowny face. Mm. I've got a way of making it even more interesting. Is that you turn it into a candy eating game where when anybody gets lands on one of the candy spaces, everyone has to. Uh, go a certain number of spaces by p- drawing a card and the number of spaces they have to do is how many tablespoons of raw sugar they have to eat. <laughs> and we're not talking con- I mean it could be confectioner sugar. Sure I think it could be confectioner that, sugar. You know, I think it's if you do confectioner sugar you're not allowed to take a drink though. Right. Right. It's kind of like the cinnamon challenge, but if you're eating regular granulated sugar, I think we can we can allow you to take a sip of some unsweetened tea or something like that, you know? Yeah, some water. Yeah. Um yeah, because ultimately we do want you to keep the enamel on your teeth. Oh, how about some brown but, sugar? Oh, you know, brown sugar might be actually kind of pleasant at first until your yeah, fifth I or don't sixth think so. Brown sugar I don't think tastes good by itself. It's I think okay. the Rolling Stones. Sugary. The Rolling Stones have been lying to me all these years. They said, "How mm. come you taste so good?" It's about the brown sugar, and I'm like, "Sorry, that brown sugar. Uh, if you're cooking it with something, absolutely by itself, not so much." Oh, mm. oh okay. I. Oh my God, that wasn't actually about sugar, was it? Never mind. No. Never mind. No, it wasn't. I recant that. No, I, I, I think... shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> How about... I don't think... Hmm? I was going to say, I don't think any of the Rolling Stones lyrics were at face value what they were about. Pretty sure every so single one of them was about they didn't literally fucking. have somebody under their thumb? Like, no. you know, he's pushing down on them with their thumb? That would be weird. I, like, imagine Mick Jagger would have to have a gigantic thumb to go along with his humongous lips. And, uh, you know, he's pushing down on people, and he's like, oh, God, I got a dent in my head from him pushing on me so much. You know? It's, mm-hmm. Mick Jagger, he's got a big thumb. Um, yeah. How about, how about literal rock, paper, and scissors? And the rules aren't exactly the same. Like, scissors cut flesh. You know, rock <laughs> crushes, rock crushes hand. You know, stuff like that. Paper, 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 
Yeah, paper gives paper cuts. That that's all you need. Paper well, paper <laughs> cuts gets paper gets gives paper cuts in between the webbings on your fingers. Uh, paper cut gets infected. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> this this would be possibly one of the worst, but most visceral of of all the ones we've talked about. Yeah. And therefore, the most, um, I think, probably the most entertaining. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, a rock, paper, scissors tournament where people are just cutting each other with scissors and fucking paper and smacking each other with rocks and shit? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be fucking hilarious to see acted out. I, I don't know that I'd actually want to see it in real life. But I think somebody, you know, faking it and acting it out would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to picture like you know, there's probably gonna be like a, a rock, paper, scissors ward in the hospital. <laughs> Specifically like in the emergency room. It's like, Oh yeah, what kind of doctor are you? Oh yeah, I am uh, an RPS uh, specialist. Like RPS, yeah. what's that? Rock, paper, scissors. I you know, we get a lot of trauma, lacerations, crush injuries, uh, orthopedics. It's really, really specialized. <laughs> I do yeah. basically everything. Anything you could be injured playing rock paper scissors, and they're like, "But all you do is rock paper scissors shoot," and you're like, "No, no, no. You don't seem to understand how this works." Everybody has a has a little package behind their back, and they can reach for scissors or a rock or a very sharp, thick piece of paper. And that's how the game's played. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so like a paper cut with like cardstock. Yes. Oh, oh, oh you just that just went god. right through me. Oh that just went right through me. <laughs> I oh I I gagged a little. It's it's got some weight to it, so it has inertia, but it's still thin enough to slice you. Oh god. <laughs> and maybe just to add a little more fun to it. Uh, one end of it has been soaked in alcohol. Oh, God. He drags that alcohol. Or, hell, Mercurochrome. We all remember Mercurochrome, right? No, I don't know what Mercurochrome the is. The orangish red shit that your grandmother used to put on cuts that you had and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That burned mm -hmm. 10,000 times worse than alcohol did. Yeah, I know oh. what you're talking about. It's oh god, I just I just thought about that stuff when I said that because you you're walking around with all these orange like fucking cuts on you and everything, and somebody just looks at you and goes, "I can't even imagine the pain that you've been through." <laughs> like you had paper cuts with cardstock and then mercurochrome on top of them. And oh. I'm picturing, and I'm picturing that the cardstock isn't the best cut, so <laughs> it's like kind of stringy on the edges like there's Ugh. little fly tearaway pieces of like like I thought threading. about that too yeah there, there's you some texture I mean? so like some of the pieces can rip off and get embedded also yeah exactly exactly so you'll actually have to dig fibers of paper out of your skin and after a like certain point you've run out of flesh in between your fingers and they start moving to eyelids and tongue oh, and scrotum no. Oh God! <laughs> right, they take it. No, all right, right from the tip of your dick, down oh, through your <clears throat> balls to the bottom of your ball sack, <clears throat> around to your taint, 
and up into your asshole with a oh card. God. You're making me physically uncomfortable. <laughs> Even just thinking of as soon as you said like the tip of your dick, could you imagine somebody just jamming some sharp thick paper into your pee hole? Oh my Oh my god. <laughs> into my pee hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god. How do we end up talking about urethral sounding so often? <laughs> I I was just thinking that. I was like, why does this keep coming up? I don't know. I think we have some some unhealthy, unspoken obsession with it. Well, it's not unspoken. What we, am I saying? We fucking talked about it a lot. We? You're always the one that brings it up. I don't I don't know that that's true, I Tom. Just, I don't I know. Just enter I entertain it, but you're always the one that's bringing this shit up. Well, I don't, maybe, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe we have some repressed memories from those sleepovers back in the day. Maybe. I think it's a really great idea um, when we were in high school that they made us take uh, home ec and uh, metal shop and stuff like that. Like, did did you have to do that in your? Because uh, you went to a different uh, through a different school district than I did. Uh, yeah, we had all those classes. We had like the machine shop. Well, not machine shop. It was like woodworking class and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, we did, like, but, a woodworking thing. We did, like, a metal shop where we learned how to, like, we would, I think we made plant hangers. And we had to bend, like, uh, like what was it, like, eighth-inch steel um, bars and bend them around a jig and make, like, a plant hanger out of them that our parents could use. I was hyperactive, so my uh, my teacher was really getting on my, I, he, I, I was getting on his nerves. So he took me out to the back. And and showed me this pile of old rusty uh, rebar and said straighten that, and and then left me to it and I had to do it by my bare with my bare hands. Oh, that was nice. All the, yeah, I had to straighten about four hundred bars of rebar. Um, Tom's introduction to tetanus. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> our uh, our metal shop teacher at the high school that uh well the the school system that we went through at the uh junior high and high school level you like you know obviously the guy taught more than one grade because he was metal shop uh he was the one who was like known for the uh corporal punishment he was the one that had the uh the ass beater that he had like a hockey stick that had holes drilled in it because you were still able to get paddled at that point yeah. And, like, your parents had to sign a form if they didn't... Well, if they didn't want you to get your ass beat, they had to submit a form. But if they forgot or you forgot, it was open game. And he used to... I, I, did, get, I did get my ass paddled one time by him. And I gotta say, um, the hockey stick with the holes drilled in it, like a goalie stick... And obviously not a regular hockey stick. That would be crazy, like beating you in the ass with a baseball bat. <laughs> it was Smash it was a goalie shot. stick, like the paddle part of it with holes drilled in it. That thing was aerodynamic, and it sucked to your ass when he hit you with it. Like it was like there was a lot less um, air resistance on it, so you got a lot more of the swing on it. And uh, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure that I got that I got my ass beat by it because I was just being stupid. And I was, like, so scared that it was going to be, you know, terrible. And, I mean, really, I got my ass beat so much when I was a kid because I did dumb shit all the time that it didn't, it didn't make any difference. It didn't scare me. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, or, sorry, it did scare me, but then after it happened, I was like, that wasn't anything to worry about. My, my mom hits harder. And if he hears this, and he knows who I am, I'm gonna have to hide for the rest of my life. He'll seek me out and be like, so your mom hits harder than me, huh? Wham! You know, crack me in the ass again. And I would love to continue in this vein, but, uh, I see we're almost out of time, so that's gonna have to be stories for another time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like uh, the visual of getting <sighs> a cardstock paper cut on your peen and then sticking Mercurochrome on it. Yeah. Right around, the, at, right around, not just around the peen or the tip, but rim around the, the edge, right, oh. where, right where the mushroom is. Like you're trying to, like you're trying to saw the mushroom off. Oh, taking the glands and cutting it off. I said glands. That's actually a medical term. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah!